0: Welcome to the Pioneer Podcast. Telling the user-submitted stories of Pioneers of Utah in the American West is collected by the Sons of Utah Pioneers. This episode of the Pioneer Podcast is an audio file generated by a Pioneer biography submitted to us at PioneerStories.org, a webpage of the Sons of Utah Pioneers. We invite you to share your family Pioneer stories too by going to PioneerStories.org and clicking the red submit button. Your story will also become a part of this podcast, where it can be shared with other family members as well. Now, here is our pioneer story. This episode is about Johnson, Rasmus, the story of a Danish convert. Rasmus Johnson was born September 19, 1813 in Falster, Denmark. He was the son of Jens Larsen and Karen Rasmussen. He had nine brothers and sisters named Lars, Rasmus, Kirsten, Lars, Marin, An, Kirstine, Ole, Voodle, and Simon. Rasmus had three wives. The name of his first wife is unknown. His second wife was Anna Christina Peterson. She was born in Backable, Zealand, Denmark on April 5, 1813. They were married in 1847. Two daughters were born to them. Kisti Johnson Larson was born 22nd of November, 1848, and Karn Marie Johnson was born November, 18, 1850. Rasmus and Anna received the gospel and were baptized on February, 11, 1852. They sold their home and moved to Copenhagen, Denmark where Anna stayed while Rasmus was on a mission for seven months before they started for America. The company, including Rasmus, Anna, and their two children, left Denmark in December, and reached fuel, England on Christmas Eve, after a very stormy journey on the sea. Then, they went on to Liverpool, England, and then, on their way across the Atlantic Ocean. They were 11 weeks and 3 days on the ocean, and Rasmus was sick most of the way. Rasmus paid for a family of six to immigrate to America. They arrived at Salt Lake City, Utah, on September 29, 1853, after a long and tedious journey. Rasmus and Anna had walked across the plains. When they got to Salt Lake City, Reuben Allred was being sent to Springtown to strengthen a small company that was settled there. President Young divided the company, some to go north and others to go south. There was Indian trouble in both areas. The Rasmus Johnson family went to Springtown, Utah. They stayed there a short time, and then went to Monty, Utah a distance of 18 miles. They traveled with an ox team. It was cold, so Anna kept a fire and a baked kettle all the time to keep hands and feet from freezing. In the spring of 1854, some of the men went to Ephraim, Utah to build a fort for protection for their families. The fort covered one and a half acres of ground. When the fort was finished, they built their house against the fort wall, and put on a slant roof. It was covered with small poles and then with willows and dirt. The next house needed only two walls because it was built against the first house. The fort had a large gate. Which was closed, barred, and guarded. At first, the stock was kept inside the fort, until a good corral was built. The gate was nearest to the west side because this side was nearest to the creek. Today, a large tree stands by the creek in Rasmussen's garden where the corral used to stand. It was a good place to watch for Indians. In the winter time, the Indians traveled across the East Mountains. Rasmus and Anna shared their room in the fort with another family. As soon as the ground could be worked in the spring, the entire family would work together to get the grain in. It was long, hard, slow work. The first spring, an early frost froze the grain, so it could not be used for flour or for seed. They also raised some potatoes. The next year, in 1855, they had to buy seed grain and the grasshoppers took that grain crop. So, they had to buy grain for seed and for bread the third time. Rasmus and Niels Peterson were down to one ox each and a half share in a wagon. Niels had married Maddie's sister, Marin. They worked together and sold their wagons, oxen, clothes, bedding, and table linen, all for seed and bread stuff. They traveled from Iron County to Logan to get wheat and flour. By now, Rasmus had paid for eight oxen, two cows, and two wagons. This next year, the Lord blessed this group with a good harvest. They had not baked bread for a long time. They were told to bake hard biscuits because there was more strength from the hard crust. More immigrants arrived each year, so they built a large fort that took up 20 acres of ground. This fort was built with a straight road from east to west and small gates were placed here and there as the construction continued. Small gardens and a large ditch were inside of the fort. They grubbed the sagebrush and burned it so they could make lye for soap. Molasses was made from corn stalks, beets, and parsnips. Fires were started by rubbing bark fine and placing a piece of flint between the fingers, then striking it with a piece of steel. The sparks would fly into the bark and start it to burn. Their coloring was done with oak bark for brown, and sage brush for yellow and green. Thread was made by parting the wild flax and putting it into a hole for several weeks. Then, it was taken out and scattered around to dry. By using a hammering method, the fibers were used to spin cloth. In the year 1857, Rasmus Johnson married Metty Jensen in polygamy, and, while living in the fort in Ephraim, two children were born to them. The first one was a daughter, Martha Costina, born May 19, 1858, and then Rasmus Jr., born April 6, 1860. When the Indian trouble was settled, the saints moved out of the fort, and the third child, another girl, was named Matilda Mariah, and was born February 6, 1865, in a rock house in Ephraim. Rasmus Johnson lived an interesting, busy, and industrious life and was known as a good husband and father and friend. He died July. 2, 1874 at the age of 61, and was buried in Ephraim, Utah, a long, long way from his native home in Denmark. Thanks for listening to the Pioneer Podcast. We would like to invite you to subscribe to and share this podcast with others. Also, please leave us a review at the iTunes Store that helps us more than anything else. If you would like access to more content and information about our pioneer history, join us at sup.online.org, the online community of the Sons of Utah Pioneers. That's sup.online.org. Goodbye until next time, from your friends at the Sons of Utah Pioneers.